Welcome to a new edition of the Famous Interviews with Joe Domino. On this episode, we talk with children's book author and educator, Portia Clare. She is the only child of the late Randolph George Clare Jr. and Jane Esterling Clare. She was born in Bennettsville, South Carolina, and raised in Nassau, Bahamas. She is an only child who's left-handed, who loves spending time with family, bowling, singing, and writing children's books. The ideas for her children's books are inspired by a desire to help children recognize their quality, appreciate their value, and navigate through difficult life experiences. Enjoy this interview. Nice to meet you as well. Thanks for taking a minute out today. I really appreciate it. You're welcome. Let's start off here before we get into your life and your, your books and what you do. And I want to know, how did COVID affect you? How did you survive as an artist? And how did you kind of change the way that you see the world since this has happened? Oh, my goodness. Well, um, as a classroom teacher, COVID uh, affected me significantly, uh, almost immediately. Everything transitioned into virtual, um, which for many of our students was a challenge because they didn't have um, Wi-Fi, for one thing. Um, so having the Chromebook wasn't really an asset at that point. Um, it limited who came to our home. Um, my father at the time um, had a heart condition, and he, this was in March of, March 13, 2020, that's when everything changed, and my father passed away on June the 14th of that same year. Thankfully, it was not COVID, um, but unfortunately, his heart just couldn't do any more. And so we lost him there. That affected us because everybody wasn't able to go into the hospital um, to be with him, um, which was trying. Um, my mom also experienced um, some mobility issues and getting up and down and having to go back and forth with my dad was challenging. Um, we weren't able to see our family when my father actually passed away. The majority of my family was unable to attend his service. Um, so that was, that was traumatic. Um, and from all of that, um, I remembered a conversation that I had with my dad regarding my writing. And he said to me, um, Scoop, he said, you, you've been talking about writing children's books. Um, for some time now, have you put anything on paper? And I said, well, no, Daddy, I, I have all of these thoughts in my brain, but I haven't put anything on paper yet. And he looked at me and he said, Scoop, do it now. Now is the acceptable time. And so that conversation rang true in my ears shortly after he passed away, and it kind of helped me to get past the, the horrible pain of him not being here and it gave me a purpose again, if you will. It not only allowed me to honor my father, but it allowed me to help children, which has been my life's work as a teacher. I have been teaching for 31, this is beginning my 32nd year, um, elementary school children. And so um, having that push from my daddy, always having a love for creative writing, I determined to begin now, as he admonished, um, and the rest is history. I don't intend to stop. I'm excited about my progress, and I really am excited about my resource of care. I believe that it will help children and parents 
not only in this country, but all around the world. That's a wonderful story. What an inspirational story. I mean, as heartbreaking as that is, that was kind of the push for you to uh, do what you always wanted to do. Yes, it was. It was the impetus. I, I, I'm finding that out of very tragic circumstances, um, some good things are birthed. And as I said, this is a way that I believe that I am honoring my father. Um, and that, for me, is a big deal. So are you in the Commonwealth of the Bahamas right now? No, I'm actually in South Carolina right now. We have, um, we're wanting to return to the Bahamas because my father is to be buried there, but COVID has kept us from returning. Um, we have several family members in the States who want to come to his memorial service, and some have been ill, some have had COVID. And so we're trying to get, you know, everyone pretty much on the same page, and then we will all travel together so that we can celebrate his life. So that's been that's been challenging as well, but kind of don't focus on that. Just recognize it will happen when it's supposed to happen. Um, and the service that we had for him here did honor him. So we, we partially finished, and we'll uh, work on the other part of that. Sure. I wish I was so, in the Bahamas right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man, I do too. <laughs> I to yeah, they there. just finished. Yeah, they just celebrated their 49th year of independence on the 10th of July. So this has been a, a, a festive week for them there. You parlay your time between being a teacher and an author, correct? That is correct. My my hope is that I will be able to be a full time children's author and be able to retire out of the classroom. Um, that is my goal. And then ultimately, um, I'd like to have a foundation where I help children um, and youth around the world who have dreams, who have businesses on the inside of them, who have books, who have aspirations to go on to school but don't have the finances. For all of that, I want to be um, in position through our foundation to help them to meet their, or to, to meet their dreams and their goals. That's my, so my ultimate goal. Yeah, sure. Yeah. So my day job is in the Kansas City, Missouri area. There's a yeah. school district I work for, and I'm an IT guy, so I go into all the buildings, and I see what's been going on with the teachers and all of that, and it's been one of the more um, trying times that I've ever seen in the realm of education. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. There, I mean, we, our children are literally 18 to 24 months behind. Um, academically, and in the area in which I live, um, they free and reduced lunch is just about 100% here. Um, our children um, live in poverty. Uh, they have many, many challenges in their homes. Um, so that, with COVID on top of it, just didn't make for the best of scenarios. So as teachers, we go in and we do the best we can. You're trying to get two years out of one. Um, and do all of the new things that are being added on top of the old um, in an effort to move the children forward. Uh, so it's it's trying, it's challenging, um, but I believe that I was born to teach. So um, I guess I was born for such a time as this because the teaching still has to occur. Talk to me a little bit about growing up. How did you get this desire to not only teach but to ultimately become an author? Well, you know, my mommy was a teacher. So my influence for teaching came from her. She was teaching me prior to me entering school. I loved to read. She read to me often, and so did my daddy. Um, 
Sesame Street, when I was in the Bahamas, that was the first thing that came on television. I think television came on at 3 o'clock. Before then, it was just a lot of snow. Um, and so after the national anthem, Sesame Street would come on, and that was huge for me as a child. I, re I see myself sitting in front of that television now waiting for it to come on <laughs> so that I can sing with Grover and Big Bird and all the rest of the characters. Um, but I, I had a lot of family around me, cousins and the like, and so we would play together oftentimes, and I would play school with them consistently. I would be the teacher and they would be the students and I guess I was doing the things that my mommy was doing with me. I've always loved children. I actually went to school with the intention of becoming um, a, a family attorney. I was going to do family law um, and as I thought about it, um, I, didn't, I didn't think I could stomach a child not being able to be in the best environment after a case was settled. Um, and teaching was in the back of my mind, but my parents always said, no, you don't want to teach. There's no money in teaching, so I'm, you know, I'm listening to that. And one day, my senior year, I took a little boy bowling, and I taught him how to bowl. And the joy that flooded my soul on that day just confirmed, I have to do this. And the hardest thing for me was to have that conversation with my parents, to say to them, I don't want to go to law school. I want to teach children. Um, and what was so funny to me, uh, it wasn't funny at the time, but as I've thought about it over the years is it was one of the easiest conversations that I had because as soon as I shared it with them, they said, okay, if that is your heart's desire, then we will support you 100%. Um, and so I have been doing that ever since, and I have no regrets at all. It's been fulfilling. Um, it's wonderful to help children. It's wonderful to experience their learning, that aha moment. There's nothing like it. You know, they finally get it after trying so many times, and then they have it, and nobody can take it away from them, and they get to share that with someone else. I, that, that, for me, is the joy of teaching. It's the gift that keeps on giving. So who would you consider a role model or a hero in your life? In my life? Oh, definitely my grandmothers. Um, my grandmothers were women who believed what they believed. They um, were not ashamed of it. Um, they proclaimed it. Um, and no matter the response or the circumstance, they continued to move forward in their beliefs. Um, I, I admire that. And I hope to be like that when I grow up. <laughs> and then after that would be my parents. Um, they have done so much. Uh, we have moved all of my life because my father worked for the Bahamas Ministry of Tourism. So every time he was promoted, we were transferred. So every two, three years, I moved. Um, and just to watch the transitions and the things that occurred. My mother, um, being from the States, marrying a man from an entirely different country and then moving to that country, you know, those kinds of things as I stop and reflect on them, I'm going, that's pretty brave. That takes courage to do something like that. Um, and just making decisions that are best for the family and, and, and all of the things that came from that and the sacrifices that they made to help me and to get me into different places. Um, and have different experiences. Those are my role models. Those are my heroes, my grandmommies and my parents. 
So if you can meet anybody alive right now on the planet, who would it be? Oh, wow. If I could meet anybody alive on the planet right now, hmm, there's a very good question. I think... I think right now it would be Tiger Woods. And my answer is Tiger Woods because my father loved golf and he we are in the process of patenting a putter that he has made um and he loved Tiger Woods and I would love to have a conversation with him um about his foundation, about the things that he's doing with children, um and about my putter and different things like that. I think I would enjoy that conversation. Um, just the experiences that he's having currently um, and his heart for children um, and how it is that I would be able to work with him to help children, particularly with golf. Yeah, that recovery that he went through was pretty miraculous. I still don't know how he uh, got to a point where yeah. he could play and, yeah. Yeah, he's no. not. He's he didn't qualify to to play through the weekend, but he tried this weekend. Yeah, for sure. So, what's been the best compliment that you've ever gotten, either on your book or as a teacher that you remember? One of your best pieces of fan mail. I have been told that I have helped someone to see the best in themselves. Um, and that, for me, was very humbling. Um, because of you, I now see my value. Um, as a teacher, that's everything. You want, you know, you want children to feel, I, I don't mean to cry, um, you want children to feel appreciated. You want them to feel seen. You want them to feel loved. And and when they express that they're better because of their time with you, that's everything. You know, it's it's character. It's how we're regarded, um, and it's it's being an example that is a positive one um, for children who are easily influenced. Um, by so many things, um, and you're grateful that they're being influenced by something that is positive and that is ultimately life-changing. So what motivates you every day to do what you do, whether you're writing or you're teaching? What is it that, that within you that motivates you? Uh, my family um, and wanting them to be okay. Um, I get up every morning. My mother and I are still together. The three of us lived here together. We relocated here to slow the pace for my parents because, as I shared, my father was ill and we needed to get out of the city. Um, but what motivates me is being in position to help, uh, firstly, my mother and then the rest of my family members, and wanting to be in position to have a foundation that will pour into the lives of children. I will always be a teacher, um, and I believe that my time in the classroom is nearing, is nearing its end, but I will always be teaching children, and I want the opportunity to serve a multiple number of children, far more than you can serve in one classroom each year. 
Um, so as I get up in the mornings and I continue to write books and try to promote books and have conversations with other, others, it's the opportunity to serve my family and children um, that continues to motivate me to move forward. What do you want to be remembered for? Let's say, you know, after you retire um, and people think back on your legacy and who you are, what do you want to be remembered for? I want to be remembered um, as a servant who had a heart to give to others, um, someone who was kind. I want to be remembered as a servant, someone who had a servant's heart um, and who gave um, to help children to help them be better, to recognize their quality and appreciate their value and navigate through challenging life experiences. That's what I want to be remembered for. So now that, you know, kind of things are opening up, COVID's easing up, yeah, you know, there thankfully. seems to be a little bit, yeah, yeah, there seems to be a little bit more of an urgency to do things. If we talk in five years from now, what are you looking forward to? What are you hoping happens? Oh, and five years from now, I'm hoping that my the Ragenport Foundation is up and running, that the there is a golf tournament that will uh, be annual or biannual between children in the Bahamas and the United States that gives them exposure to different um, islands, different countries um, where they can travel and, and learn some history in the process. Um, that I would be speaking uh, around the world full-time and helping children to, as I said, recognize their quality, appreciate their value, and navigate through challenging life experiences, that I would have best-selling, multimillion-dollar-making books, um, and just being serv of, of service. That's what I'd love to see in five years. So everyone has a perception of you. They have an idea of who they think you are, your family, your friends, your students the readers of your books, but you're the, ultimately the one that lives and leads your life. Who do you think you are? Who do I think I am? Um, <laughs> I'm just a regular person who was born with a gift to teach um, and a person who has a love for children um, and who wants the very best for them. Um, I'm, I'm a behind-the-scenes kind of person, one who wants to support the cause but doesn't need to be out front. Um, just somebody who's teachable and willing to work um, to the end that we're helping somebody. It's wonderful to be able to help, just a helper. Wonderful. So if anybody wants to learn more about you, get your books, anything about you and what you do, where can they go? Where's the best place? Well, they can find out more about me on my website, which is PortiaYClaire.com. They can also go to my Facebook author page, which is at PortiaYClaire. And I'm also on Instagram, which is at PortiaY.Claire. And they'll be able to find out more about me and uh, ask more information about me if they would like. Wonderful, Portia. Thank you for taking some time out. Good luck with everything as we move forward. 
Thank you. I really appreciate your time. Thanks for tuning in to another famous interview with Joe Domino, where we cover the world of art, literature, and music around the globe. If you want to hear more interviews, visit the Famous Interviews with Joe Domino channel on YouTube. Thanks again for listening, and until next time. Music